Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matt Roberts. And today we're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study from August 5th to August 11th, Romans chapters 1 to 6, The Power of God unto Salvation. And today we're going to look in the section, My Outward Actions Must Reflect and Increase My Inner Conversion. And that is found in Romans chapter 2, verses 17 to 29. Now I do recommend that you read this uh, this these 12 or 13 verses in this chapter they really do um, underline what the message is that is being uh, attempted to be put across here in this come follow me manual i'm not going to read it all but the manual does refer to the fact that paul is teaching uh, jewish christians about how the law doesn't apply anymore or that the the obedience to the rites and rituals of the law of law and moses did not bring salvation alone they were, you know, and this might be tricky to understand because, of course, these Jewish Christians, these traditions and rites and ordinances that they had, they, they had been living and their ancestors had been living for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so, obviously, when Christ came, these particular Jewish people believed and became Christians, but they still had to go through a paradigm-shifting change in what their belief system was that it wasn't just through these these acts these these rights alone that they could receive salvation but that is and you know i think that's easy for us to understand in this day because every single one of us who was who is born in this generation and you know who's on the earth now um if if you're listening to this podcast you know about jesus christ you know that his whole doctrine and gospel is behind the fact that he has performed the atonement and made it possible for all to be saved um, through him. However, the people at the time of Paul, many of their ancestors, and even up to the time where they were living then, had believed for hundreds of years that it was literally through these physical rituals and acts which they received salvation. And obviously all these acts and, and ritual um, obediences were pointing toward the Saviour, but it wasn't, you know, it, they were given a lesser law, as it were. So it was, to be on, it was, it's, un, it's understandable why they were still struggling at this point to truly understand the, the difference between the acts and the rituals that they had of the law of Moses and what the Saviour done, had done for them now. However, uh, whilst that attitude may not be completely what we have uh, in as Christians today, uh, and as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I do think that sometimes we can get uh, this slightly wrong on our part. I think that sometimes we go through the motions and do the outward things um, and not uh, understand that they should be leading to inner changes and conversion. And on the other side, you know, we can be going through and trying to find this inner conversion but not be willing to engage with outward actions. Uh, and both are important to help us develop our faith in the Saviour and to help us be converted. Now I'm going to dive into two particular verses that Paul gives uh, in Romans chapter 2 uh, to, to help uh, look into this further, and a couple of quotes as well, including uh, the talk that's given by Elder Dallin H. Oaks, or present Dallin H. Oaks as he is now, uh, and in a talk that he gave in the October 2000 General Conference called The Challenge to Become. Now, I will say this, that uh, so far in this study this, this week, I've loved these general conference talks. The Elder Christofferson talk about justification and sanctification. Uh, the Elder Dietreff Uckdorf talk about the gift of grace. And now this one by President Oaks about the challenge to become. I've absolutely loved them, and they've really helped me personally in um, understanding further the gospel of Christ and how it applies 
directly to me individual as an individual and my personal relationship with the Saviour. So I would really recommend you study these three talks, which I will uh, leave in the show notes for you. Uh, but in terms of this, uh, if we go to verse 21 verse of Romans 2, it says this, Thou therefore that, that teachest another, teachest now not thyself, know that preachest a man that should not steal, dost thou steal? So it's talking about here how basically we shouldn't be hypocritical. We should, if we, uh, you know, if we preach to not steal, then we shouldn't be stealing ourselves and so on. Uh, but I do like how it talks about that if we teach another, are you not self? And I think this is a really important part of the, the, the role of the church as an organisation. Um, as, as, me as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will know, and for anyone listening who isn't, um, the members of the church form the ministers of the church. There is no paid lay ministry in the church. Like if you go to a local church and you see a priest or a vicar, they, their job is to be a priest or vicar. They are on the payroll of that church, uh, generally speaking, obviously. This won't apply to all churches. Uh, but in our church, uh, it is the case where we have a lay ministry, which means that leaders and teachers of the church are selected from the general membership. Now, this is something which has its great benefits and also has its um, drawbacks as well. Obviously, one of the drawbacks is that people may not feel comfortable or confident or feel that they have the, the skills necessary because they haven't been to a training school or they haven't been to you know, a, a place where they've gained that learning and training to teach. Um, but one of the great things I love about this church is how we can really learn from teaching. We can go on that process. And whilst it may be difficult at first, and we may need some support. And of course, members of the church are very willing to support each other in this. Um, we can learn from this and gain in our knowledge and understanding. There was a great talk uh, given by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland uh, called A Teacher Come From God in April 1998. And he says this, quote, Satan is certainly not subtle in his teachings. Why should we be? Whether we are instructing our children at home or standing before an audience in church, let us never make our faith difficult to detect. Remember, we are to be teachers come from God. Never sow seeds of doubt. Avoid self-serving performance and vanity. Prepare lessons well. Give scripturally based sermons. Teach the revealed doctrine. Bear heartfelt testimony. Pray in, and practice to, and try to improve. In our administrative meetings, let us both instruct and edify, as the revelations say, that even in these, our teaching may be ultimately be from on high. The church will be better for it, and so will you. For as Paul said to the Romans, Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself. Close quote. And I think that this is a really important point, that as we look to do outward actions, and I think this obviously applies to teaching settings within the church and in the home, but I think that this applies to uh, ordinances and, co and covenants as well that we make and renew at church and in home. Um, I think that the, these principles that Elder, Elder um, Holland give, gives about preparing, not having self-serving performance, bearing testimony, praying and, practice, and practicing so that we can improve, all of these principles apply to any outward actions we do in the church, not just teaching. And that's why I wanted to share that because I feel that for our outward actions to, in, to reflect and increase our inner conversion, we must, we must prepare for beforehand for them and be in the right mind frame and setting. If we are giving a blessing in the home, this is an opportunity for not just the members of the family to learn and grow, but for the, the one administering the blessing. It's an opportunity for everyone to be uplifted and edified. Uh, and so these opportunities to learn and grow together are so important that they should be well prepared. 
that's one of my bugbears, I think, in the church, is that when I listen to someone speaking or giving a, a lesson, and it's quite clear, obviously people can be um, not embarrassed, but nervous, obviously, and that's completely understandable. I get a little nervous at times as well with, with the things like this. I think that doing a pod, this podcast has helped me build my confidence in, in my understanding and belief of the gospel, uh, and so I'd have less um, nervousness, but it is something which we all have to contend with as, as human beings. However, what I don't like and what really does frustrate me, because um, obviously we have been told that there are no boring sacrament meetings, there is no bad bad talk or bad speaker. It's, how, it's the spirit that we bring. But when someone just obviously hasn't prepared about the topic and hasn't gone to search for a few scriptures or gone for it to search for a couple of quotes from prophets or apostles to, to help them teach, that's what really frustrates me because then they've lost out on learning on this experience. And this, and really, when I, whenever I've given a talk, I go away very certain that I'm the one that's learned the most out of the whole congregation when I prepared for that talk and then felt the spirit in delivering that. So um, it is something which frustrates me. Anyway, that's something about outward actions and preparing and then that helping our inner conversion. But then when we look at verse 29, we, Paul kind of culminates his message in this verse uh, he says, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is of that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. And he's talking about now this, this whole shift of moving away from the law of Moses, where there is these very physical things that they do, circumcision being one of them. And he's talking about now it's a circumcision or a law of the heart, of the spirit. And we need to be changing in our spirits to really understand that how, how the gospel works. These outward things we do should be changing us inwardly. And so I've talked about how we prepare for outward actions and how outward actions lead, or how our inner, well, I should say our inner actions or inner conversion or inner choices lead to our outward actions. Now I'm looking at how our outward actions, when we do do things in the gospel, like take the sacraments or attend the temple, uh, how that then ch or should change our inner conversion. Now, um, it's, it is obvious that these things can go through the motions with us, particularly the sacraments. I think that's one of the ones that is probably the one that most people go through the motions with, as it's done on a weekly basis. But it should be the most spiritual moment of our entire week. It should be such a, a very special time. Um, Elder Dallin H. Oaks uh, talked about this, and... Uh, I referred to this at the start, and it's just a great talk, and I'm going to share quite a few um, quotes from it, actually. He explains why this change is so important. He says, quote, Many Bible and modern scriptures speak of a final judgment at which all persons will be rewarded according to their deeds or works or the desires of their hearts. But other scriptures enlarge upon this by referring to our being judged by the condition we have achieved. From such teachings, we conclude that final judgment is not just an evaluation of a sum total of good and evil acts, what we have done, it is an acknowledgement of the final effect of our acts and thoughts, what we have become. It is not enough for anyone to just go through the motions. The commandments, ordinances and covenants of the gospel are not a list of deposits required to be made in some heavily account. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a plan that shows us how to become what our Heavenly Father desires us to become. Then later on in the talk, close quote, later on in the talk, he says this, quote, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the plan by which we can become what children of God are supposed to become. This spotless and perfected state will result from a steady succession of covenants, 
ordinances and actions, an accumulation of right choices, and from continuing repentance. This life is the time for men to prepare to meet God. Close quote. And then uh, one final thing I wanted to share from what he said uh, was this. <clears throat> quote. Uh, I hope the importance of conversion and becoming will cause our local leaders to reduce their concentration on statistical measures of actions and to focus more on what our brothers and sisters are and what they are striving to become, close quote. We had a big focus recently in our Manchester, in our Manchester stake about looking at the next covenant or the next ordinance uh, that our members were going to be engaging in. For many of our members, that would be the sacraments, renewing those covenants. And that obviously is so it's such an important one. But it's, it's more than looking at the next thing that people are going to do. It's looking at what they are becoming. Has that person changed in the past six months, year, whatever? Have I changed in the past six months, year, or whatever that is? I believe I personally have. The problem I have is that I, you know, I know there's things I still need to work on, and there, and there always is for every single person. But thankfully, I can see in the past six months or so a change that I've gone through, uh, and and you know that's something that hasn't been the case for for a lot of my life. Uh, and so I hope that I can keep that continuing and see that change, or see that there should be a change happening throughout time. And also recognise that that change doesn't, shouldn't have to come in one day. In fact, it won't come in one day. It's a lifelong process. And that's why when sometimes we get a bit discouraged, we need to remember that fact. That our Heavenly Father wants us to change and become what he wants us to become. But he also knows that it will take time. We just need to be willing to commit to that, continue doing those outward actions, and develop our inner conversion and change. Anyway, I hope you have enjoyed the study today. I really do recommend you study the three talks I mentioned. And I'll put them in the show notes for you. If there's anything that you've been studying uh, that you want to share with me, please do so at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. And until we meet again.